Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Lately, we have been getting quite a few questions on, we want to buy you a drink, but we don't know where to go, or we just kind of want to throw a couple extra bucks your way, because we enjoy your show and want to support you. Well, with that in mind, we've heard, we've listened, we did create a Kofi, so you can visit us at kofi.com slash Production, and to spell that out, that is ko-fi.com slash hideous laughter productions all one word if you visit there or even if you go to the Kofi website and search hideous laughter productions you should be able to find us and if you would like to buy us a drink give us some fun money and go ahead and tip us because you enjoyed something on the show we'd super appreciate it and it's fun i'm going to also go ahead and post the link to this Kofi in our episode description so if you would like to see it, go ahead and use that link to go to our Kofi. I want to say thanks again because it is incredible that we're even having to set something like that up because you guys are just freaking awesome. So thank you. And that is all I have for this week. So with that, I'll go ahead and welcome you to episode 167. Lie, lie, Captain. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, aka the Neutral Interlude, episode 167. And I need to know what we're drinking because the moon is out, it's full, we're on Shark Island, surrounded by werewolves. Got trash in the cup. <laughs> so, so what are we drinking to celebrate that occasion? Well, at the very least, it is a rum beverage. This is... Smoky finish suggested by Ellie. Also known as a hundred year old cigar. Yes. And so this drink is supposed to have aged rum, cynar, Benedictine, peaty scotch, and bitters. A few things were subbed in <laughs> because these are expensive alcohols that Hard are pause. hard to find. So uh we did our best. Ah, yes. I went to the local grocery store, liquor store, could find Sinar, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't classy. But I, I Googled some alternatives. So what did we get? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We got an alternative. All right. So um, we do have rum. Oh, okay. That was easy. Great yeah. start. Okay. Start okay. Check. Uh, then we had... Aperol, because that's in the same family as Sinar, according to Google. So, do you know what Sinar is? Uh, I looked it up, but I don't remember anymore. Just Good curious if, like, if it's like, they're in the same family. They're both like liqueurs or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it is an Italian bitter. Uh, it is made with 13 herbs and plants. Wait, Predominantly artichoke. Um, it's supposed to be bittersweet. Okay, so it's not bitters. It's, no, no, no. Okay. It's it's just a bitter drink, um, but it is not a bitter liqueur. Okay, Aperol. Yes, same family. Bitter. Yeah, mm -hmm. family. Uh, 
And then extended. And then instead of Benedictine, uh, we have Jaeger. (laughs) 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 So that was another. Could Benedictine be (laughs) close Uh, to Jaeger? It's another herbal. (laughs) It's another herbal. (laughs) Tastes like stag's blood. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. But in her defense, when I looked up Benedictine substitutes, they recommended. Brandy and Benedictine as a Benedictine substitute. Well, yeah, so you don't want such a hard Benedictine. Not <laughs> a little brandy in it. When you want to water down your Benedictine, that's called a B and B. Obviously, Benedictine they, and brandy. Yes, it is. That is what they call it. Uh, and then we have bitters uh, in here. So substituted in for orange bitters, but it it was the right name. <laughs> so. I- <laughs> that one was on me. That one was on me. That was on me. <laughs> also, I think I, the glass is supposed to be uh like rinsed with absinthe, which which we didn't we yeah. didn't know about. And, and of course, we couldn't use the peaty scotch because Haley can't drink scotch, which I think is the only thing that was going to make this smoky. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent not smoky. <laughs> I, Griffin, when you came downstairs, you called this beverage a Frankenstein beverage. I would counter that with, yeah, we have the rum. So we have like a regular human head just stitched on a bunch of corpses. <laughs> this is a Frankenstein uh, minotaur or something. Pretty much. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, I feel like it's woo. a human head with like chimpanzee and monkey eyes. That's oh, a little God. rough. Oh, Emily. That's a little rough. I couldn't swallow it because I was laughing. It was going to come out my nose. Oh, oh. did you? Did you guys oh, break coming out your nose. No, no, no. I was able to not, but oh, that was close. Jaeger is certainly the stronger flavor of the bunch. And of course, we're drinking it neat as uh, as per as well. How neat is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Well, they're <laughs> pretty neat. <laughs> there was ice. It's just melted now. Oh. Mm. Well, while we're trying to check this down, does anybody have a good sidearm? Yeah. Yeah. What you got? I have um, a vanilla mango guava smoothie seltzer by Untitled Art. That's going to go really well with this Jaeger forward drink. It is (laughs) thick, so I'm hoping that it'll cover everything. Speaking of thick, (laughs) I got a sidearm called Pulp Fiction. Grape Raspberry Blackberry Sour Ale from uh, Burley Oak Brewing Company in Maryland. A-plus name. Pulp Fiction. I gotta try this. Please tell me there's two Cs. There there are, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you need to try this. Oh, it, it sounds intriguing. Very pleasantly sour, but it's a sour ale. It's not a sour. Sour. Ooh, that's very good. It's sour, but it's not overpoweringly sour. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, you got anything good? Uh, Yeah, we recently made a pilgrimage out to the Philadelphia area, so I got a whole bunch of new beers. This is not one of those new beers. I'm trying to clean out some of the old stuff Uh, that I had to get to that. Um, But I'm drinking a War Badger from Miss Spillion River Brewing. Just the coolest can art ever. Everyone's seen that. It's really good. I love it. It's a tasty beer. I'm not going to get into it quite yet. I need to take these like two and a half shots to the face and then I'll yeah, yeah. hop into it. I, I wanted a palate cleanse about two sips in, so that was my bad probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brooks. Yeah, I'm I'm going uh, a little bit of a different route here. Uh, 
I have an Arizona Sunrise hard seltzer. Oh, is that the Arizona iced tea one? Same brand, Same yes. Brand, yeah. uh, this one is Cherry Punch. And I'm drinking one as well, but the grapefruit variety. Mm, okay. It's aromatic, but bland. <laughs> really, it is. It's too bad. I enjoy cherry, but uh, I mean, it's certainly drinkable. Yeah, it's a very light flavor. They actually put real fruit juice in it, so I'm guessing that's why it's not quite as intense. Yeah, I've had a couple of those on a drunkenness quarterly, and generally, yeah, I'm like pretty mad on them. They're fine. What I, they they just kind of taste a little different than most other seltzers, which I appreciate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just Fair like enough. it being different. I think I've had it. I think I had it with Drunken Discord. Well, maybe not that flavor, but I've had the Arizona stuff. Well, guys, we were having a little conversation before we uh, we started recording, (laughs) uh, and it it led to us uh, talking about if we had to make one of the other cast members get a tattoo, what would we make them get? That's not how I remember the conversation. It was just everybody telling me what they would tattoo on me. <laughs> oh, I think you're, you're the <laughs> easiest target. So we're we're dealing them out to anybody else. Maybe that's where we start. Maybe that's where we start. We start with Steve. I think the consensus was we wanted to get you like some kind of Twilight tattoo that you would definitely regret. Like a really, like a really bad portrait of Bella. Oh, oh no! If the thing is, if I had that tattoo, I would double down so hard, and I would never admit. Even if my perception turned on the series, I would never admit that I disliked it. I would have too much pride. <laughs> I feel like you'd get more of, or you could get more of uh, a subtle Twilight tattoo. So, mm-hmm. like we were talking about that, like forest outline, yep. like the forest outline, but then you have like. Bella riding on Edward's back, like that really small in it. <laughs> so good, Emily. Just faintly twilight. I'm going to do the thing where I get like the cursive writing around my collarbone and it's going to say, this is the skin of a killer. God. Oh, no. That's rough. I also think that you should pay a ridiculous amount of money to mm-hmm. just get white ink sparkled all over your body. Sparkle action, only he sparkles mm. in the black light. <laughs> yeah. So I also, uh, right before we got on, I told Steve, which this is actually true, that if uh, he lost a bet or something and we forced him to get a Twilight uh, tattoo, I would make him get a vampire bite scar tattoo and that I have multiple of them saved. I do. Uh, I... <laughs> That's saved and ready. <laughs> that's fine. If I have to get that, then I'll uh, go the next day and get them to write Edward was here under it. <laughs> uh, they look bad. I think. I think if this ever happens, the person getting the tattoo at least gets to pick the location. Mm. I feel like that's a. I mean, there are general rules like no. Well, I guess with the. With the vampire bite one, uh, you can't really go no neck. I mean, that's like prime prime real estate for that. I mean, but. like, I also think it'd be really funny if it was on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> tell you what, if the Patreon makes it to the 5K goal, we'll do the. No, we won't. Don't <laughs> say it. Don't put that out there. Don't put that out there. Don't put that out there. It gets there. Hold it there for a while. What What dressing did Edward use for that salad? (laughs) 
Dear God. <laughs> That's all I wanted to get out there. I don't think anyone else is going to be funny. No. But thanks for letting that shit on you for a minute. You know what? I might get one of these tattoos. We'll see. Please don't. Seems like a bad boy move. You don't even have a, a like a tattoo. You're going to go with the joke. <laughs> is that, one. Is that, yeah. Is that a bad boy or just wild boy? I think you should get your own quote somewhere on you. Like, I really don't know if I enjoy if I could enjoy things anymore. <laughs> I really like that. Just get that on your chest. I'll get it on like my inner thigh or something. Get it so next, it's just to, the worst get it next reveal. to your like Bella portrait tattoo. <laughs> oh man. Oof. Well, when last we well actually we need to roll off, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. A new round. A new round. So I'm just gonna get the chalice from Haley. Damn, not gonna be me. What'd you get? I got three. Ooh, I got a 13. 11. 10. Well, tell you what, this might be the skin of a killer, but this is also the role of a bad boy. I got a three. Uh-oh, roll so, off! Uh, so, uh, you know, hit me with some fucking foul roll. No, it's you not. Both you both got a three. You gotta you got, roll off. Oh, I thought, I, no, I, I did not hear that you got a three. I thought you were higher than that. Okay. Nine. Seven. <laughs> yeah, now what give a... Brooks a trash. <laughs> uh, sorry, That's Brooks. That was, actually, that was a roll off for the Twilight tattoo. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> sorry, bud. All right, then I'm going to get my own idea. The uh, infinity symbol that's uh, broken with just Twilight. Perfect. Nice. I like that. Well, when last we, <laughs> we left our heroes, they had defeated Whalebone Pilk. And made it to Shark Island just in time for the full moon. The island itself, as darkness came, was eerily quiet for such a large town. And you made your way to a large manor house atop the hill in Olo. When you arrived, you found multiple were creatures uh, cavorting on the grounds of this uh, manor house. And Met a uh, friendly question mark. <laughs> Not really sure. He just ate a peasant, uh, were shark named Jabberjaw, who led you to the throne room with Captain Avamar Sorinash, the leader of the Blood Moon Pirates. He offered you a drink uh, once Ikmer was presented as the Prince of Wolves. And uh, and you sat down to have a conversation with him. And that's where we find you now. So I assume the Prince of Wolves and friends would... Well, you, you're coming to me for some kind of information or maybe, uh, maybe some kind of deal. What is it you're after? Well, we've traveled... Quite, uh, quite a distance and in search of a place that we can't really find, actually. It's called Moon Isle. Moon Isle. That island the, uh, the Weir Tiger Pirate had named himself after. So you've heard of it? Well, he was one of the few that actually called it that. Oh, so it was just kind of a, a made-up thing, and... Well, from what I've heard, it is shaped like a half-moon, so I could see how, you know, it might be confusing. 
Oh, okay. But that might be why you're not finding it on any maps. Although, truth be told, the place you're, you're after is not quite easy to get to. It's known more formally as Regsmauda's Reach. No wonder he renamed it. You say it's difficult to find. Well, nobody's really been on the island without the permission of Regsmauda herself. Who is she? I don't think I've heard of her before. Well, she's... Uh, she's kind of a thorn in the side of the Pirate's Council. We've been trying to get rid of her and her dread ship, the Nagul, for some time. She was once a scholar of some sort, that we know. But she ran afoul of some great magics here in the Shackles. Now, her upon that ship, the Nagul, pillaged the seas once a month. She's been doing it since the Eye of Abendigo opened up. They find lone ships, and often we find those ships with a crewman nailed to the mast and a bloody deck, but not much more. This pirate saw was one of the few that had ever been on the island. We had questioned him about it. He didn't seem to... Didn't seem to be offering up much information in the way of how you can convince Ragsmauda to allow you onto her island. Do you know if he actually interacted with her? Or did he slip by? Did he indicate maybe that they had some sort of contact? I believe he spent time on the island. If the tales are true... That must mean he either slipped by her or she allowed him to be there. You said that she uses the eye? No. She came from the eye somehow. Or she's been terrorizing the Fever Sea since the Eye of Abendigo opened up. I'll get to the point. She's a lich. And a mean one. She's ancient. From before when the Chelish colonized these areas. Before Sargava was a colony. Now ain't that interesting. I'm actually chasing a lich. But I don't think it's the same one. Mm, it'd be doubtful if you're chasing one. She's been in this place for centuries now. Do you think she's gonna allow another lich on that island? Depends. Liches can be strong creatures, can they not? I suspect if one stronger than her were to arrive at the island, there wouldn't be much she could do. Is this lich you're following quite strong? Everything I heard, she is. Then it may be that she didn't need permission. I still must admit I am a tad confused. What connection does she have to this island that she won't let people on it? Well, it's her island. That's why it's called Ragsmauda's Reach. Kind of makes sense, huh? But why? Everyone's got to have a home. I guess as much. Some people want a house, and some people want a whole island. Yeah, for some people, life's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> if Saw was able to talk his way onto the island, I bet we could as well. 
or at least attempt a diplomatic approach. If there is a lich on her island, and she wants that lich gone, and we also want the lich gone, seems like we could have a common enemy. I have no love for the dead myself, but your words speak wisdom. So, where is this island? Well, that's a trick of it. You see, I have one of the very few maps in existence that contains Regsmauta's Reach. At least an updated version. The island moves. Do you know if that's her magic doing that? I would assume a powerful magic user would find a way to distort where they live. That is fascinating. Maybe we can ask her how. Now, I might be able to bargain away the map. Or, well, I do have another ace up my sleeve that would probably be useful to you. But you see, Mr. Prince of Wolves, you've got a title that's quite valuable. Now, there's quite a few of you around, so I'm wondering if you'd be willing to gamble. Game of Liars dice. Well, I can honestly say that I've only had my title for a few months, and I'm I'm not quite sure that I'm ready to to give it up. Uh, I I really feel like there, there's more to be done, and I can make a positive difference, but. I mean, if this map is as valuable as you say, it, it certainly is a is a, is a tough decision. But well, I can up the ante then. You seem unsure. You see, we've recently added to our pack a new recruit or a conscript, you might say. Her name is Elizabeth Asher, and she was quite the scholar. Well, she still is, but now she's part wolf. Just so happens, she's the only person in the past five years that survived an attack of the Nygul. So, if you're willing to gamble, I might be willing to offer her services to you. And she knows exactly how to uh, defeat the Nygul? And oh no, I'm just saying she was able to encounter it and get away. Well, I mean... But if you're looking for the Nyghul, she may know how to call it to you. If it's an audience with Ragsmalda you're looking for, Elizabeth Asher might be able to get you that audience. Durin cuts eyes at Anya like, this is what we need. Anya would cut in at this point. Captain Sorenash, you have to know that the Prince of Wolves is... Not a transferable title, not without losing one's life. However, I would offer up the backbreaker as collateral. The ship is nearly as splendid as your blood moon and could be a worthwhile addition to your fleet. At this, he pauses and kind of crosses one leg over the other and strokes his just fuzzy face. Now that's an interesting proposition. Miss Anya, Captain Anya. You do know that'd leave you stranded on Shark Isle, though. I'm well aware we would find a way off. Well then, you have yourself a deal. My map and my informant. If you're able to win Liar's Dice or your ship, I'll have you know, though, 
Jabberjaw and I have some keen vision. If any of you are caught cheating, well, the first time, you'll lose your hand. The next time, you'll lose your life. And at this, Durin kind of stiffens. He's heard a phrase like this before. We fade out and we see gray skies and our perspective begins to focus down to an object visible from the heavens. It appears to be some sort of hexagonal ring or structure lying flat and perched precariously at the top of a miles-long ridge, looking out over the horizon. As we descend closer toward the ring, its shape becomes more familiar, and a telltale break in one of the six sides betrays the structure's identity. This is the city of Kermaga, a city built within an 80-foot-tall, seamless wall of a structure so old that its purpose and origin have been long forgotten by even its most ancient residents and learned historians. Kermaga, the city of strangers to many, is a hive of scum and villainy, a nearly lawless town with no one clear leader to keep the various factions, religions, and guilds therein in check within its imposing stone walls. We descend closer and closer to ground level from the skies, breaking through the last wisps of the clouds and descending towards a single shattered wall of the colossal structure. Within the shattered wall seems to be an entire hardscrabble ecosystem of civilization. Shanty structures built one on top of the other crowd the narrow streets and stack all the way to the tallest heights of the original architecture. Upon descending to ground level, our view stabilizes and begins to travel through the rubble, market stalls, and rubbish that choke the narrow streets of the warrens of Kermaga. We travel past trolls disemboweling themselves to divine the future from their spilled entrails curious Tian monks with their lips sewn shut, and countless street rats and lowlifes trying to eke out a meager existence amid the ruin and decay. Finally, our view centers at the back of an adolescent male, with long, pointed purple ears barely visible behind the unkept white hair matted and spilling down the back of his shoulders, which in turn partially obstructs a ratty jacket which, with a large black bird depicted on the back. The young figure glides through the city streets like there is home, deftly pocketing coin purses and trinkets from unsuspecting travelers, his newly acquired treasures disappearing into hidden folds sewn into the lining of his jacket and trousers. We watch as in one particularly complex move, the boy sprinkles a fine powder on the shoulder of an unsuspecting half-elf traveling merchant. The half-elf's eyes crinkle and he lets out a thundering sneeze, exposing a concealed purse on his belt loop, which the boy liberates with a deft slice of a razor. The boy pockets the contents, discards the purse, and ambles deeper into the crowd city, crowded city streets. Suddenly our perspective spins directly to face this pickpocket and we watch the opaque white eyes of the drow boy go wide. He's looking directly at a knight in shining gold plate armor with red accents on the trim. The boy's eyes go wider still. He's seen plenty of knights travel through this city, but never with armor such as this. His imagination runs wild. If he could liberate even a fraction of the coin this crusader surely carried on him, the boy could eat for weeks, if not months. Hands suddenly trembling, the boy begins to inch through the crowd, closing the gap between himself and the crusader as he feverishly reapplies the sneezing powder to his fingertips of his left hand. Closer and closer he draws through the crowd, both man and boy moving in the same direction now through the, the trolls, monks, and merchants of the city streets. Now no more than an arm's length apart, the boy begins to reach up high to the crusader's sleeve, loosing the razor in his right hand. Suddenly, as if he had eyes on the back of his shining helmet, 
The knight spins about, smacking away the boy's outstretched hand and sending the powder scattering into the wind. Before the boy can even think to react, the knight grabs his wrist and spins the boy around, pinning his arm behind his back and forcing him to drop the razor to the ground. A boot kicks out at the back of the boy's knees and he trumbles, tumbles to the ground. The knight following him to plant an iron-clad knee into the small of his back. He speaks softly, but with force. You know, in some of these lawless towns, the punishment for thievery is the loss of the offending hand. Looks like you were planning on using both of yours to relieve me of some coin. Too bad for you. Not sure what a dark elf like you is doing this far away from the depths of Sekmina, but I imagine life wouldn't get any easier for you being a double amputee this close to the sun. The boy struggles in panic to no avail as the bulk of the crusader continues to crush him down into the rubbish and muck of the thoroughfare. Passerbys stroll past, none give pause to help the young drow boy pressed into the mud by the shining knight. Alas, my young underground dwelling friend, though, for it's your lucky day, and because this town hasn't its own laws, I may exercise some of my own. What's your name, boy? Through gritted teeth, the pickpocket replies. Durin. Durin. A simple name. Any family or secondary name? No. None to speak of. The knight looks down at the back of the drow boy's jacket and sees the black feathered bird depicted on it staring back up at him. Fine, then. I'll give you one myself. Durin. Rook. I'm charging you with thievery and assault of a knight in the service of the Watcher Lord. This sentence for your crimes is ten years' service under the banner of Last Wall. Congratulations, Conscript, and thank you in advance for your contribution to the war effort. And then we fade back out to Durin kind of rubbing his wrist somewhat nervously. Certainly. Certainly nervously. At this point, Captain Soren Ashwood hand each of you five dice. Well, does everyone know how to play Liar's Dice? It's quite a simple game. No. I do not. I would appreciate hearing the rules. I'm not sure. Well, what can I expect for non-pirates? It's simple, really. You will take, we'll each roll two die to determine who goes first. Person with the highest pair will begin and play will continue clockwise from them. To start play, everyone will roll all five of their dice and keep their totals hidden from everyone else. And then the bidding will begin. You must bid a number and a, a number of dice and a face value. For instance, I might start the bid with, there are five twos. That means that I'm confident that between everyone's dice, there are at least five twos. At any point after any bid, one of you could call another's bluff. Perhaps I said five twos, and you there, Ikmer, you didn't believe me. You could call me out on it, and then... Oh no, I would never do that. Well, <laughs> then we would reveal everyone's dice. If there are five or more twos at that point, I would win and you would lose a die. In this case, because we're playing with so many of us, and because we're playing with two sets of stakes, if I lose, I will lose one die. 
If any of you lose, you will each lose one die. Is Anya playing? Anya, would you like to play? No, I'll watch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and so, if everyone could roll two die. Hey, you've got a six. As do I. I also have a six. I do have a six. I mean, total. Total. The two die oh, added together. You'll have a six. Eleven. Seven. Is eleven the highest? Yeah. Okay. All right, then, Ikmerplay, we'll start with you. You may make a bet. The stipulation with the bets is we will make bets in clockwise order. The bet must either contain a higher face value of die or more die for each subsequent bet. So if Ikmer said that there are five twos, Tulia, you could say there are five threes, or you could say there are six ones. Does that make sense? I think so. Good. You looked like you had high intelligence. Before we play, uh, Captain Sornash, can can I have a quick word with Anya? Of course. And so he would uh, step away with Anya and say, oh, Anya, are, are you sure you want to do this? There, there's got to be a different way that we can do this. I don't think we're going to be able to make it to Moon Isle without this kind of information. I just don't. We might spend months sitting out in the Fever Sea waiting to get attacked by the Nigel just to try and get an audience with Rex Mauda. This is going to be the fastest way. And if the Lich Tulia is chasing, if Opal is already on her way, She's more powerful than any of us. There's no way she needed a ship. There's no way she needed a map. I can feel it. She's there. We are the ones behind. That's very true, and I I know we're behind and need to make up time, certainly, but, I mean, there has to be something that the rest of the pack can can offer or at least pay you back for this. This is too generous. Well, it was that or your life he was interested in. Yeah, I'm not really willing to give that up. You understand how the title of Pack Lord is transferred. Okay, well, as... Yes, uh, we need to... We need to move fast with this, so... We really... I really appreciate this, and and don't... Don't worry, uh, we'll... We'll find a way to make it right. All right. Try not to fuck it up, Ikmer. I'm counting on you. No response. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it turns away. Thumbs up. up behind the back. <laughs> All right. So I want everyone to roll. Keep your rolls hidden from everyone else. So best spot to roll is probably in your little dice chair. I am betting four threes. Tulia. I'm betting five threes. Five threes. Five fours. Six ones. Then I will call you a bluff, my friend. Okay, make Let's a perception check. Everybody at the table. Right. Is he flipping, flipping numbers? 19. Natural 20 for a 28. 29. 18. Well, reveal. A single one from me. I don't have any. 
I have one one. I also have one. And as you can see plainly, I've got four. That motherfucker. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sleight of hand. Funny part is I actually didn't need it. What? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Nice. All right, so then we've got four dice. You each have four dice now. Okay. Which can now I makes... tell everyone now what I rolled? Because I rolled one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> See, there's a version of the game where you can actually, like, you can use kind of like Yahtzee rolls, and you can say, like, like everybody rolls Full their house. hand and says what they, like, oh. you could say, like, I got a small straight, and what that would be bullshit. a thing that somebody could bullshit. Yeah. That somebody could, like, bullshit you. Gotcha. I hear ya. All right, then. Well done. We'll begin play with you once again, Ikmer, considering Mr. Rook took his turn. Three fives. Three fives, interesting. I'm calling four sixes. Five twos. Five fours. Five ones. Can't do it. Did we not just do five and five? We did five fours. Oh, I, I keep forgetting the fucking again. both of them. Um, Motherfucker. Alright, six ones. Six ones, okay. I'd call your bluff. Alright, let's see him. I have two ones. One one here. One one. No ones. No ones. I think we lose, right? Well, god damn it. We're gonna lose this fucking game. Easy. <laughs> because he gets four chances for us to go over, because we're gonna build all the way around every time. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Alright, is there any way we can cheat and get away with it? Um, does anyone have sleight of hand? Because I sure shit do not. Plus? Julia is flashy. I only have a plus three, so probably not going to get past his perception. Well, I got a ten, but I really don't believe that I'm going to pull that off. Or any spells that we could use to, like, communicate to each other? Because we have an advantage if we can communicate the number of dice mm. that we have out there. Like, this ra- last time, I had four twos, so, like... Shit. Could have banked off of that. You you had how many twos? Four. Four twos. And you bet five twos? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I guess I could have gone more outrageous, but I also think if we could communicate that, but I don't know how we could, if there's a way we can communicate with each other. I don't have a way to do that. I certainly do not. I can start speaking in another language, but that's pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> He notices that uh, you as a group are starting to sweat a little bit. Oh, now, do you need a moment? I could have more drinks fetched. You know, I've got until the moon is high, so there's no rush from me. You know, I, I ain't ever going to say no to a free drink if, if you're offering. I'm offering. Then, then yes, I, I would like that drink. I, I learned a lot, and that's you, you say yes to those things. I mean, I'm... Certainly not going to say no. Okay. So you would bring out more drinks. You would have a moment to uh, deliberate as a group now that you've kind of seen how this is going. Uh, no, none of your characters obviously know he used sleight of hand in the first round. but Obviously. Hmm. Jabberjaw has kind of been like circling the table you guys are playing on. Just keeping an eye on everybody. I mean, I, I it's mean, my theme song. 
I can't do it. Is there any, like... Mm. uh, I could get bonuses to skill checks or attack rolls or damage or anything except random D6s. Uh, I was thinking I could summon a monster, like a tiny (laughs) monster, but uh, it wouldn't last long enough. Does anyone have, like, water, uh, wine to water? And then get him drunk? Get him shit No, only purify. Well, purify drink Mm. would. I mean, I can summon an obscuring mist that Lyra can see through, but no one else can. <laughs> Guys, that's not gonna go Jabber over well. Yeah, Jabber John's uh, like, I'm something I will want to see in myself. <laughs> he says as he bites your arm off for cheating. <laughs> Guys, I don't think that we have a way to get around this. Is there maybe a way we could use like a tell that we could work together as a group? How about whatever, whatever the, no, that doesn't work. Never mind. I was going to say whatever first number you bet, that means you have multiple of, but what if you don't have multiple of it? It's better than nothing. You could ask Anya to like keep an eye on him and give you a signal if she like catches sleight of hand. Okay. That's an option. I'd let that give you guys a bonus to your perception. I guess. Yeah. That would help. I mean, like I can also like chug extracts to bump up my perception but that's going to look like I'm cheating if I start like slamming all sorts of chemicals maybe try and like slide a hand that into your drink I could but I also don't want to get caught cheating <laughs> I'm very nervous about my getting my hand cut off <laughs> don't we literally just had a flashback about this <laughs> we just went there Uh, he's got a two handed weapon you kind of can't yeah I, I need both my hands you can, you, I guess I could just throw, throw the, the hook. <laughs> just throw the bomb. Lyra would have to bet high, and then we'd just have bet to hope ridiculously that, high. Just hope that it's good. You have, her you have to be really smart call. about it. I also think whoever goes first, if they say they have like four of X number, if they're the first one to go, that to, to us that says they certainly have doubles or something. We could choose some phrase like that, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but then at that time, like, or whatever numbers it is, by the time it gets back to Sornash, that's a ridiculously high number. And so, yeah, we've that could work. We've been starting with, like, four that to could work. This, yeah. Starting, we've been starting with three, and now with less dice, it makes a little bit uh, more sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's fine. If we start with four, you start with four if you have duplicates. That immediately tells me, right? Like, if you say four twos, Durin, and I already know I've got two twos, that tells me right away, like, we can go freaking high with that. Yeah. So stick to odd numbers unless you have duplicates. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we can bump it up. Yeah. And we, yeah, and we want, we need Lyra to also bet ridiculously high so that Soren Ash has to either call it or one up it and then we would have the advantage after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's try around. Okay. Okay. All right. Everybody got your drinks? No. Yep. Igmar, I do believe it is your turn once again. Then I will bet four sixes. Four sixes. Interesting. I'll bet five sixes. I bet six sixes. With the taste you have, <laughs> there's no way. I'm calling your bluff. I have one six. I have one six. Two sixes here. I have no sixes. I have one six. Makes five. 
Five. It's the only way we could have done it. Mm-hmm. But now it's his turn. It certainly is. I bet four threes. I bet five fours. We'll call it your bluff, Mr. Rook. I have a four. None. Nope. None. Well, there's two fours in my hand. That doesn't get you there. Doesn't quite get us, no. I'm having quite a fun time. You're right, this is uh But you know I've been fun. I've been taking die from you all night. Wait a minute. That's true. <laughs> and they say there's no honor among thieves. So why don't you combine your dice? One bet versus one bet. I'm feeling in a good mood. Are you saying that we'll all see all the dice? You'll all see your four dice. And I'll see my five. And we'll go back and forth in that fashion. Okay. I'll begin. Two twos. Point of order. Do all four of us go around still? No, no. <laughs> it'll be one group bet from you. Three twos. Three threes. We kind of got dealt a shit hand here. Do either we call it or... He also didn't start out super strong with a high number or a lot of a number. Do we better I, call him? I, I think that if if we don't if we don't call him, there's only one other bet that we can make that's at all realistic. You know yeah. what that is? you know what that is? That would be. So I I say we call. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We call. Well, I've got two twos, two threes, and a six. Dope. We had a three. All right. Well, that'll Are be we one. Are we taking a dice? It'll be one of your dice then. Because we're getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like certainly not fair for us. Well, now it is. Yeah, after we started at a disadvantage. Okay. Well, Mr. Prince. Three ones. Three twos. I call. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. What, what do you got? No twos. You got one two. Yeah! yeah! Finally! Our first victory! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> By the yeah, way, guys. We're, we're going nuts. <laughs> those who are those who are listening, right? We had a five, a one, and a one. So uh Not great. <laughs> okay. Two twos. Three fours. Four fours. Alright, there are currently seven dice in play. So that would mean over half of them would have to be a four for this to be correct. That is true. Possible, but I feel like the odds of that are low, right? Yeah. I also feel like the odds are low, but but we haven't done well so far. But, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. Do I feel confident in this? No. But if we don't call, the number is just going to go up. Yep. Yep. And right. with less die in the pool, it makes it very easy to call. So then I call. But I've got a six, a two, and two fours. Motherfucker. Well, so we have two fours. We happen to have <sighs> two fours. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting drearier over on your side of the table. Only a stardust without a goddamn just. Julia, be nice. That was Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like that I begin? Yeah, certainly. Two sixes. Three ones. Three threes. I call. Okay. <laughs> what do you have? Five, six, three, three. We no have threes. two ones. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yay. 
would you like to continue going first? Yes, it is his turn. <laughs> sure, two threes. Three threes? A call. Okay. Five, five, three. Fuck. We only had one three. That's we true. should have said two fours. Don't worry. The last D6 we have is our lucky D6. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made me switch out my lucky D6. Well, you can put well, it back now. Well, now you can do it. <laughs> now it'll be lucky. Now might be time to start <laughs> cheating. <laughs> how? How, Griffin? None of like, us are equipped to do literally this. Literally how? Against a pirate. Slide Not a single person. <laughs> we got ten, 10 over here. Would you like me to continue? Well, is it our turn? I mean... I don't remember who called what. I called you, so I guess it is That's your turn. turn. Fucking, what do we have? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Make a wild guess, because it doesn't matter. One of six. Two sixes. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is call. Okay. We got a six. I also have a six. Let's Thank go. fucking God. <laughs> <sighs> It's not anything I could do because, like, I, yeah. you know yours, and I'm like, if I up, you know I. <laughs> yeah. It's tough when there's like no dice. Yeah. It, it, How many dice are you down to? I'm down to two. Okay. Okay, so not a single thing can go over three. Right. One three. Oh, we lost. I th I think we. Well, we don't have to say two dice yet. We can say one of something higher than a three. Mm-hmm. So that's still a possibility. And then he has to up it. Yeah. One five. One six. All right. Do we call it? We have to. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Okay. I call. He did call my bluff. Oh, yes. boy. I'm a defeatist. Okay. Holy shit. There's only two. This is an important role. <laughs> <laughs> it's good thing no, we have the It's no die. more important than any other role that we just made. <laughs> this is a very important <laughs> role. <We're> <laughs> Where are the Harrow cards at? <laughs> I believe it's me. It is. <laughs> One. <laughs> God, the cheeky smile. One, two. One, three. One four. I call your bluff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. Oh my god! Let's go. Wait, so this all comes down to who rolls highest in the end. Well, he could have bluffed first. No, I, I yeah, I, li yeah. I lied about the two. What'd you get? The six. What we a game. I could have just called the six, but we that would have been lame. We said one three, and we did not lie. <laughs> <laughs> we had our three. As soon as I saw that three, I'm like, well, fuck, it's done. I can't. Could... You can also say that very quickly. Was yeah, that? because we got our fucking asses spanked this entire <laughs> game. <laughs> I mean, I get. could we have like ever done a sense motive on like lying for liars? You got to sense my motive, Brooks. You got to sense my motive at the table. <laughs> Because I we, did once. I did once. We actually played liar's dice. You had to sense my motive. I did once. That was it. And I'm happy with that. 
Well, I did a perception the one time you blatantly turned your dice over, but I failed Correct. that. And you didn't and you I didn't do that again, so I was like, oh, I guess it doesn't matter. I rolled a 16 on that to get a 29. Mm. And when nobody, when he was like, oh, nope, no, nothing. I was like, well, fuck, there's no way we can get away with shit then. Yeah, he's a level 12 rogue. Tough. So he's got a lot um, of skills. Mr. Pirate, well, I imagine everybody has a big sigh of relief at that one. <laughs> Anya, because we have a way to get home. <laughs> we're about to be stuck in the shackles with no ship and no direction. <laughs> Gonna have to find our way out of here. You know, secretly, I didn't m- quite mind losing that one. I'm kind of hoping you take care of the Nigul for me and the Pirates Council if you're heading to Ragsmouth's reach anyway. Now, is this a killing mission then? Well, Ragsmouth is the captain of that ship, so I assume you won't be able to kill her if, you, if you'd like access to her island. But I but mean... Now, if, if y'all, if we're able to find her phylactery, we got a lot of power over her. Wouldn't she keep that on her island that is difficult to get to and moves around a lot? No, she's she's pulling an opal. I keep that shit on. <laughs> yeah, she could keep it on her boat. Like, on her ship. That that could be also where she keeps it. Well, Captain Sora Nash, I would like to say that was a good game, but it got my heart pumping a little too much. Surprise! no one lost a hand during that one. Oh. I'll be quite honest, sir. I, I, I do not... I like to give real, non, non-liar non performances. Uh, I like to show up my actual skills. I, I ain't so good at making that up. I was looking for it. You were all be, maybe too honest. <laughs> well? It's called Liar's Dice, after all. I spent years with a bunch of people who would call me out for lying. I, um, no, no. Well, fair enough. I'll have Elizabeth Asher brought up. I know... You'll have to, you'll have to deal with her for the evening, or or you'll have to, you know, maybe stay on your ship, keep those unafflicted by uh, the moon curse off the island as the moon gets high. This would be uh, her first night, first full moon, that is. Oh, she a baby, baby. She's quite new, but uh, we thought that her. Scholarly pursuits might help us as um, as well as her, you know, penchant for cartography. Ikmer, besides that title, uh, I'm assuming it gives you something because he wanted it, right? Uh, do you have some sort of power to control or help, you know, be into submission like new young werewolves like this? Or what does this does this title give you land? Or money, or does it give you power? It gives you ownership of a specific arrow card. That sounds like it ain't <laughs> giving you a whole bunch. I'm kidding. I mean, leadership over the packs is pretty important, I would say. So she listens to you she without does. fail? Yes. Even if she's never met you? That's how that works? Well, <laughs> if she is if a newborn. That is how I, I so choose. I mean, I think there are other ways that she can. It sounded admit, more and more yes. like this is just a title and name and not in anything else. Igma, the first night of your transformation, were you able to be controlled? 
Well, my transformation <laughs> happened a little bit differently. Actually, never mind. Captain Sora Nash, can we expect her to be polite? Or do we need to chain her up? No, you'd you'd most certainly have to chain her up. She's yeah. not, a, not a natural born lycanthrope like myself and presumably Mr. Prince. <laughs> well, that was elucidating. All right. And I believe the other half of our bargain. Yes, the map. I'll have that brought with her as well. Um... Well, what I was getting at is you can, you can either, you know, take, take Miss Elizabeth with you and, you know, come what may on your ship with a, uh, with a new lycanthrope running amok, or you could, um, you yourselves could head back out to the backbreaker, spend the night and wait for her to have come to her senses in the morning. Or is she the map? Well, she's not the map, but I think she'll have some useful information for you. Okay. Captain Anya, uh, you got a whole ship full of wear creatures on the ship or off the ship. Your call. I I don't really think we have time to lose. All right, so I'm hearing on the ship and Durin, uh, Alira, and myself, we're, we're all going to hide. Oh, you'll, you'll be safe if we chain her up, I'm sure. The rest of us can make sure you're safe. Absolutely. You and Godfeather. Godfeather bless him. Um, I thought he was a wear parrot. No, he's uh, he's a Tengu. <laughs> Easy to confuse. Easy to confuse. <laughs> I'm sure he would have found that very racist of you. Extremely. Um, I thought he was stuck in morph, like an anamorph that spent more than two hours in the body of an animal. <laughs> where pray tell if you see anamorphs? <laughs> There are many realities beyond our own. <laughs> Is that something from the Underdark? <laughs> deep, deep within the bowels of the layer of Orv. Durin and I have both lived a long life, but these wear things are new is to showing. me. Your age is certainly showing. <laughs> these old racist tendencies are cropping up. These that rare things are very with, new. Something common with elven kind, is that, you know. It's, it's a long stuck in the past. Kind. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I thought he was like Tobias, the man that was stuck as a hawk. You call all <laughs> avian humanoids uh, were birds? It's better to assume they are. <laughs> And then work back from that. I really what? don't think so. I really don't think so. I doubt that. Now, now, so far in my experience and around these parts, it does seem as though exhumed. These parts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does it, it, make sure your next sentence isn't you people, please. You know, uh, Captain Sornash, uh, the 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 pack uh, from. The <laughs> From the mainland is uh, is greatly uh, sorry for uh, the type of language used here. Um, I'll be sure to educate uh, these. Uh, See these that folks. you do, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll be on our way. But on a more formal note, uh, Ikmer, if you're successful in your quest, feel free to swing back around Shark Isle if you ever need any help with. Your matchers up north, the Blood Moon Wolves would be happy to help. At least a change of scenery might be nice. Absolutely. I definitely plan on uh, reaching out to you and, and the rest of the clan here and 
getting to know you and uh, the were tiger or were were sharks. Do you got large bodies of water up there? There are lakes, freshwater. If you maybe, can, maybe handle. I'm a were bull shark then. Well, <laughs> you are more than welcome to try the waters. Sheaves sketchy at best. I heard that some of those waters made my friends crazy. M- maybe not. Maybe stay away. Plenty of food. Like drug crazy or... There are unimaginable horrors. <laughs> so, <laughs> actual, why did you bring a crazy person along with you crazy? I understand. Yes. It would be an enlightening experience for you. I'm sure it would be, miss. Um, well... I guess it's all right. It's all about that. Or I'll, I'll be seeing you. Uh, give us, give us a ring if you ever need any help from old Jabberjaws. Jabberjaw, I can't wait to get you get to know you more, and hopefully uh, less eating of villagers. Well, you know, you need a steady diet. So it's not all villagers. Sometimes I have vegetables as well. Good for you. Are you telling me villagers are friends and not food? Well, oh, come on. <laughs> Seems a bit strange to me. Um, and so they would bring a, uh, for now, auburn-haired, freckled, kind of bookish-looking woman uh, from from kind of deeper into the manor. Um, she's not tied up in any way. No one here is threatened by her, but you know that with the full moon, she's liable to change. She looks no older than 20, uh, but she does carry with her kind of a large satchel that has a lot of rectangular shapes in it. Looks like it might be filled with uh, books. And she also comes bearing a large scroll tube that you presume might contain your map. Um, hello there. I'm Elizabeth Asher. Am I to to think that um, I'll be leaving one pirate crew for another, then? Well, this is more of a crew of friends. Ah. <laughs> I'll be leaving the ship and headed to the friendship, then. <laughs> well done. I like that. Jesus, that hit me like a truck. Are you telling me that uh, you were forcibly turned? Well, uh, have you heard of the, you know, being press-ganged? It happens quite often in the shackles. Uh, unfortunately for this crew, that also means that you're bitten. And so, yes, I, um, I'm in the shackles as a researcher. Well, I, I was in the shackles as a researcher, and... I stayed with uh, the Blood Moon Wolves because if I'm, well, if I'm to be, if I'm to believe this uh, lycanthropic curse, I I will be turning for the first time tonight. I figured even among pirates, I may as well stay with those that understand what I'm about to go through. Good news. Most of the ship knows what's happening. Oh, is that good news? Oh. Sounds very friendly. Quite well, friendly. We can certainly make the experience that much better. Not necessarily that it will be a good experience, but 
we should move along as quickly as possible so that, uh, as, yeah, as quickly as possible. Right. Absolutely. And and while we're while we're walking and talking here, um, I do recommend maybe if if you want to stay with with this guy, as um he is the prince of wolves. I don't think they're gonna have a problem with it. I have a feeling you're gonna have a lot more freedom in general in the future. S- sounds fair. I didn't really think I'd be having much here. Yeah. Uh. I don't. I don't know. It's. it's it just sounds like prince of wolves is, you know, general term. I've never heard of it, but I am not a scholar of wolves, so... I mean, he's a real nice guy. I bet you even if you asked him, he would just let you go. I think I can tell you the entire story along the way. (laughs) (laughs) How riveting. I'll write it in my journal. (laughs) Oh, boy. How many episodes do we have to replay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is 167. Let me start at the funeral. (laughs) (laughs) You are able to get her back to the backbreaker without her changing, although it is getting close. And and I'm sure you or the other wolves aboard would explain to her that, like, hey, we're doing this for your own good. We're going to keep you uh, chained up for the night, uh, pretty much up against the mast as the only uh, real pole-like structure to lock someone to. We're a pirate ship. We don't have, like, a prison. Well, the bilge is taken. Bilge is taken. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. We need seats taken. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was taken by the not-dead dead woman. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it wouldn't be pleasant anymore. Yeah, uh, best to probably do it just uh, full exposure to the full moon at sea. Um, she... Yeah. Yep, that's exactly you and the other wolves would know. That's probably for the best, just to kind of, you know, rip the bandaid off, so to speak. When she gets done being chained up, Durin's still there, and he's standing in front of her. His his arms are kind of like you know he's standing at sort of like a sloppy parade rest almost in front of her, and he leans towards her and says, "The word that they used when I was drafted into the service was not press ganged." It was conscripted, but I know how you are feeling right now, and you're in a good place. Tomorrow, when you are at your senses, maybe we can chat a little more. That sounds better than what I'm going to go through tonight. (laughs) Uh, But it's good to hear I'm in better company than the Blood Moon pirate crew, at least. They may call us pirates, but in my soul I do not believe that is what we are. Well, that half-orc boy didn't really seem like much of a pirate. No, he seems like a different being altogether. More of a pirate of hearts. <laughs> it's a private conversation. <laughs> Has he been eavesdropping this whole time? On the, he's, he's just over there on the poop deck, just looking down at he's us. He's just letting one fly up there. <laughs> He never seems to leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, now I'm a scholar and I've looked up the poop deck and it's not where people poop. No one has had the heart to t- break it to him. <laughs> 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 Even though people defecate anywhere but there. <laughs> That's why they call it the fiesta deck. God damn it. Uh, so you, you wait the night she does turn and... 
you could actually, you know, you could spend the night actually sailing out from Shark Isle. You would look at the map and it has, for those of you with detect magic, it does have a magical aura. And the aura is actually a very interesting spell. You find a splinter of wood taped, well, not taped, but like stuck to the surface of this map. And the spell locate ship is present. Oh, that's cool. And the island on the map appears like the the image of the island appears magical and the ship there's a little ship in the port on the map that just glows the most intense aura you think that this map locates the island by where the Nigul docks now this is just fascinating so do y'all think that maybe I hmm when we are not navigating, I could take a hearty look at how this was made. I don't, I don't think I'd mess with it. I just, what if I could make our own? I see value in that. Well. But also, I'm not quite great at the geography side of this. Um, I could give it a shot, but quite, quite honestly, I mean, how, how far is this going to be? I, I could try, but uh, maybe do we need to ask bird Like, how long is this going to take? Because maybe I won't have enough time to study it. How long will it take to get to the island? Yeah. Um, just a couple short days. Okay. You are currently on the western, one of the westernmost civilized islands was Shark Island. And then you kind of hit this archipelago of small islands, some uninhabited, some inhabited by like tribes of, um, you know, small communities and that kind of thing. And it's mostly like a volcanic archipelago further out. So there was actually a volcano that spit up uh, the the further out islands, kind of like Hawaii. And this looks to be kind of clustered even further, just like to the end of that archipelago. So it's like the one of the furthest west spots in the shackles. You don't think you're going to be hitting any big ports on your way. But if something like Pilk is a concern, uh, you could certainly, you'd be, you're, you're kind of skirting these small volcanic islands almost the whole way over, so you wouldn't be out in super deep, super open water. And, I mean, uh, Miss Asher is a cartographer, so we would presumably at least know the best route Not that's not direct. Yes, yeah, if you could point, if you would show her the map the next morning, she would, uh, she would easily be able to tell you the fastest route and where you know, she studied the shackles so she would she would know where to avoid get you there pretty quickly and if you have any questions for her you can feel free to ask Captain Soren Ash had said that she was the only person in several years that has survived an attack from the Nigul yeah we definitely need to ask her about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well before you do I think I need you to finish your drinks We'll see you next week. Oh, oh man. I knew it. <laughs> We're the best at liar's dice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's a lie. <laughs>
Kids Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.